we've been in this Bible study uh, talking about and looking at true versus false conversion. And we've been looking at the characteristics of a true convert. Amen. We've been looking at the characteristics of a true convert. Amen. Oftentimes, um, we can be uh, misled or misinformed. Amen. Um, yes, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. Amen. But I believe with that comes evidence I, I, I will, amen right if it it should there should be some form of evidence right that you are truly saved and that something has truly happened on the inside of you amen can i say this to you tonight you don't have to try to be a christian come on somebody once once god saves you amen there are some things about you that will never You'll never go back to what you used to be. Positionally, that is. Amen. But there are times, and I've seen it through in Scripture with Jesus, when he was performing miracles and people were coming and um, they, were, they, were, they were coming to him. And, and as they were coming to him, they were coming to him and they were professing a faith that wasn't real. Amen. And then when Jesus laid it out in in a parable, I'm a, hopefully I'll get to that piece tonight. If you can understand a parable, that's one of the signs that you're saved. <laughs> that's that's what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying, "Listen, if you can understand this parable, then guess what? You are saved." Amen. Now Jesus would speak in parables so that those who were not real will say, man, I don't want nothing to do with this. This ain't making no sense. Amen. And, and, and what he was doing, he was weeding out, amen, the true versus the false converts. But then you look at Judas. Come on, somebody. Y'all know who Judas is, right? Everybody know who Judas is? Amen. Have you ever seen a dog named Judas? Have you met, ever met somebody named Judas? Amen. That name is scorned forever, right? Because when you think about Judas, you think you associate Judas with betraying Jesus. Watch where I'm going with this. We can walk with God for a long time. Come on, somebody. Serve him. Pray. Praise. Amen. And, and if you're not a true convert... Amen. There's a possibility that you can betray him. Do I have anybody? And so we've been talking about this. We've been talking about the characteristics here, right? And, and you know what's so amazing about this is that it's important that you and I know the difference. Amen. I told you a counterfeit con in a counterfeit conversion, there's no death to self. You remember that? There's no submission to the Lordship of Christ. See, here's the thing. If God, if a, a true convert, when called upon, don't have to think about it. Come on, help me somebody. Don't have to pray about it. Why? Because a true convert understand that if Jesus is Lord over my life, then whatever you want me to do, God, come on, help me somebody. They'll do it. 
Watch this. It is also a true convert in, in, in a counterfeit conversion. There's no taking up your cross daily. There's no obedience. But also, primarily, there's no fruit. Amen. Now, you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Now, if you would, if you would say, what is that? What does that look like? What does that look like? Can I ask you a question? Do you believe that your life is fruitful? Do you believe that you're bearing fruit? What I'm saying is, I'm talking about in your life that, that, that even though you may have some bad days, come on somebody, you, you still got something that you can smile about. There, you still got a little bit of joy on the inside of you. You still are hopeful because you understand that you and I are connected to the vine. I'm about to get excited here in a minute. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. And being connected to the vine, you now begin to bear fruit. My life now is fruitful. Are you with me? Uh, not only, not only that, but you know, when a, when a person has a counterfeit conversion, uh, they, they only have what I call empty words. Their words mean nothing. Their, their yes is really no. Come on, somebody. Their no is maybe yes. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Empty words. Empty words in prayer. Come on, somebody. Empty words in praise. Amen. And they coexist among those who are true converts. And God allows that hoping that they would have a true encounter with the Lord. Do I have anybody? Can I help you with something? Your life, amen, counts for something. Amen. It is a testimony. To someone who is struggling right now with their faith. It is a testimony to someone who does not really understand what is going on. It is a testimony. Are you with me? And so, and so, and so with a true convert. Sin is abhorred. In other words, sin is something that a true convert struggle with. Sin to a true convert makes them uncomfortable. Are you with me? The world is renounced. Come on, somebody. Pride is crushed. Self is surrendered. Faith is exercised. Christ is seen as precious. And the cross is embraced daily. Not just when you feel like it. You see, when you are a true convert, you realize that you got to take up this cross every day. And, and you know what taking up the cross means? It means that you're dying to yourself. Amen. Amen. And you're taking up your cross daily. Now, let's look at the next fruit of a true convert. And then we'll get into the characteristics of a false convert. Amen? So, so let's look at it. Let's look at it. And this one is very easy. This one is easy. This one you already know. All right? So, so I told you there's the fruit of good works. 
There's a fruit of thanksgiving. There's a fruit of gratitude. There's a fruit of repentance. You should know this stuff by heart now. Amen. There's a fruit of remembering. There's a fruit of reconciling, reconciliation, right? Uh, there's a fruit of gratitude. Amen. But tonight, we're going to look at the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Let's go there. Uh, go to Galatians chapter 5. And we hear this all the time. We've made cute little poems and songs and, and different things and, and all of that about the fruit of the Spirit. But I don't, I don't know if we really understand what that really means. Um, as a true convert, right? Like, what does it mean? Now, I know you got things and T-shirts and bags and different things with all the fruits on it. But my question to you is, do you know what that really means? Amen. But a true convert, you know what a true convert knows and is assured assure of? That they can take what they've heard from the word of God and apply it to their everyday life. You can really grab this and apply it, right? So let's look at verse 1. It says, uh, Paul says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Come on. He says, therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. In other words, what he's saying is don't get yourself caught up again. Amen. In those things that had you enslaved to the former life. You see, it is easy to get enslaved again. The thing about a believer being going back into slavery to sin is that they are there voluntarily. Nobody had to push them there. Nobody had to force them there. Nobody had to subdue them there. They were, they are there voluntarily. And watch this. And as a believer, the prison door is open. But yet we can't walk out. Can you imagine sitting in jail, the doors open, and you can't walk out? Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. There are many benefits to this Christian life. But a true convert understands that I don't have to be enslaved to this. Come on, somebody. I can't quit. I can't quit drinking. Oh, I can't quit smoking. Oh, I can't quit doing this. Oh, I can't quit. No, you can because you are no longer, it says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. We were, we were in bondage. We were in chains. We were tied up, tangled up, wrapped up in sin. And yet Christ released us. Aren't you glad you're free? But you know what I found out about freedom, y'all? Freedom is hard, y'all. You see, with freedom now, you have a choice. Amen. And and you have so many choices. At, hey, come on. Come on, Siri. I didn't even call your name. Uh, and with freedom, and with freedom comes... With freedom comes opportunity. All right? With freedom comes, amen, the opportunity to, to make the right choice in life. But what Paul is saying here to the church in Galatians, he's saying to them, listen, you are free. 
But stay free. How many want to stay free? See, a true convert can continue in their freedom. Watch this. He says, Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. What is he dealing with? He's dealing with the fact that there were some people in the church that was teaching that you need to be circumcised in order to be saved. You need to follow the old way to be saved, not faith alone in Christ alone. So what Paul was saying to them, yo, y'all, ain't, y'all don't have to be externally saved. You're internally saved when you accept Jesus Christ alone. Faith alone in Christ alone. He says in verse 4, you have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to be justified by the law. False conversion. You have fallen. Hey, can I help you with something? It's a terrible thing to fall from grace. Do you understand what that means? Grace is what's keeping you right now. Grace is how you made it on an empty tank home with no money in your pocket. Come on, somebody. Grace is how you made it from this paycheck to the next paycheck. Come on, somebody. Grace is how you made it through those tough days. But you and I as true converts should never fall from grace. Terrible thing to fall from grace, y'all. You can fall from a lot of things, but don't fall from grace. Because you're trying to do something externally to act like you're saved. You ain't got to do nothing to act. You don't have to act like you're saved. You are saved. And here's the thing. And I'm getting to my point, okay? I'm getting to my point. Watch this. I'm getting to my point. When you're saved, then there are some fruits. Or fruit that you and I will bear. Look what he says. He says, for we through the what? Verse 5. The spirit by faith are awaiting what? For the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. Can I help you with something? Here's what the devil is going to try to get you to, to, to believe. That as a believer, that you got to keep all these rules to be saved. That you have to somehow be a certain kind of way, do a certain kind of thing. No, no. He says, he says, it's, it's, it doesn't mean, he says, for faith, working through what? Love. You were running what? What? You were running well. Not wild, well. Deep got wild over there. He said, Y'all were running wild. Deke, I wonder what you're thinking about. It's Bible study, bro. You were running wild. He said, You know what he's saying here? He's saying, Y'all were doing good. You ever been there? Well, you're doing good as a believer. You know what I mean? You, you just have a good, it's, it, you're doing good. You're, you're running well. But look what he says. He says, who hindered you? Let me say this. A true convert and a false convert can coexist. 
but it's going to come a time where one will hinder the other. <laughs> Watch this. The true convert will hinder the false convert to live right. <laughs> and the false convert will hinder the true convert to live wrong. Listen, pay attention to your race. Come on, somebody. How are you doing on the track of life? How are you coming? Are you, are you coming around that block? Amen. Are you moving well with a stride? Cause this is a race. <laughs> Amen. Look what he says. He says, you were running well. Who hindered you? Who hindered you from what? Obeying the truth. This one word obedience. This one one word obedience. You know you know what the word means. It means to be persuaded, to have confidence. Amen. To 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 have the confidence, or to put confidence in. Watch this, and you and watch it to take advice. Oh Lord. See, see, here's the thing. A true convert seeks advice. Needs advice. But you got to be careful. Because there are some who will come to hinder you from obeying the truth. And then you start questioning, am I saved or not? Watch this. This persuasion did not come from him who calls you. See? See that? See that? See that? See, he said, he, look, notice, notice what he says. He says it's a persuasion. Man, the devil is slick, man. You know what that word, it's a play on words is what it is. He says, who pers- this persuasion did not come from him who called you. A little leaven. You know what the word leaven there equates to? Teaching. That's what leaven, and whenever you see the word leaven, in scripture, it has to do with the word. Watch this. You were running well until someone started teaching you something different than what you were getting from this pulpit. You know, YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, Facebook, Facebook got all kinds of theologies, you know, stuff you just repost and think, oh yeah, that's my thing for the day. No, get a word for the day. I mean, go to scripture and open it up, right? He says, watch this, a little leaven, and watch it, don't take much. Do you not know that it could take, it just takes one person to say one thing, and if you're not strong in your faith, they can A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Look, lump of dough. In other words, this is yeast. You know what yeast does to, 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 to flour, right? It rises, right? Okay, a little leaven can cause you to swell up. Little leaven, watch this, can cause you to change what you think. Watch what he says. He says, I have confidence in you and in the Lord that you will adopt no other view but the one who is what? disturbing you will bear his judgment whoever he is. Oh man, Paul is calling him out, ain't he? 
He's like, somebody in the camp is causing you to stumble. To not obey the truth. Come on, help me, y'all. And he's saying, like, you got to be careful. I've seen this happen. One person got an attitude, then everybody got an attitude. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it just starts spreading all over the place. See, you got to be careful. But see, what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is, as a true convert, you recognize these things. Right? But watch this. I'm getting to the fruit of the Spirit, but you got to get the context to the fruit of the Spirit. Because, watch this, the devil is the only one who wants to hinder you from obeying what? The truth. That's it. Look what he says. He says, but I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still, why am I still what? Persecuted. Then the stumbling block of the cross has been what? abolished. Amen. He goes back to the circumcision talk. He says in verse 12, he says, but I wish that those who are, this is how strong Paul felt about false converts. Notice what he says, right? He, he says, listen, there are some who are putting, uh, who, who, who are adopting a different view. There are some who are sprinkling a little leaven in your life. There's some, these are false converts, right? What they'll do is they'll hinder you from obeying the truth. But look what Paul says should happen to them. Lord Jesus. Man, listen, the Bible, if you really read the Bible, you realize it's cut and dry, man. And listen, not only is it cut and dry, it's not this soft, oh, let's all get along, let's coexist. It ain't that kind of stuff, man. God is straight up with what he says. I love God, y'all. I love Jesus and I love the Holy Spirit and I love his word because it's straight up. And sometimes we get offended by these strong language, but we need to hear it. Look what he says. I wish those who are troubling you would go and what? Mutilate themselves. Know what that word mutilate means? To chop up. To cut. To kill themselves. But what he's alluding to is when they go to do circumcision. <laughs> they may miss. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That's how strong... Listen, that's how strong he felt about it. He said, I wish that those who were troubling you, pay attention to the people who are troubling you. Pay attention to people who are trying to teach you different, a different doctrine that you're being taught. Pay attention to them. Because they're the ones who are the false, what? Converts. Watch this. Book verse 13. He says, for you were called to freedom, brethren. But look what he says. He says, but only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. Let, let, me, let me walk that out for you. It ain't going to hurt this time. God's going to forgive us. It's all right. He says, what you're doing now is you're taking advantage of your freedom. Now, if you happen to fall, right, God says, I will, I will always give you a way of escape. But if you, 
But if you insist on falling, then don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for your flesh to keep on deceiving you. He says, look what he says, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In that, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 15, you could tell there was some stuff going on in this church, right? He says, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you're not consumed by one another. Now, what is that? All this is said. So you got to understand, we quote this fruit of the spirit stuff, but we never read the context. Now you're going to understand why he says to walk in the spirit. Why a true convert can walk in the spirit. Because watch what he says. He said, be, be, be careful that you don't consume one another. Watch verse 16. He says, but I say walk. Sunday I'm going to deal with that. Walk by the spirit. And you will not carry out the desires of your what? Now watch this. For every believer, when we wake up, there's a fight that's going on inside of us. Every single day you wake up. Some days is stronger than others. It all depends on how you're living. What you're watching. What you're listening to, what you spend. Listen, if we spend as much FaceTime on Facebook in God's book, we would be giants. Giants. When you're sitting on the commode and you're just doing this for hours, foot getting numb. <laughs> if you were to read the Bible that long, Come on, say amen, y'all. I'm just, I'm trying to give y'all a little something. Watch what he said. He said, he says, he says, walk by the spirit, you not carry out desires of your flesh. Look at verse 17. He says, for the flesh sets its desire. Now, let me tell you what this word desire means. This word desire has the idea of lust. So think about the Eskimo for a minute. All right, to use this illustration, right? The Eskimo, how he catches the wolf. What he does is he takes the spear, the double-edged sword, and he douses it in, in the skin, okay, of another animal with blood. What he does is he sticks it out there and he waits. And the lure is the scent. The scent. The wolf starts smelling blood. That's what the word, it, the flesh is setting its desire. See, your flesh has a unique scent. It can smell. See, for some of us, it's, it's, um, and for some of us, it's, see, your flesh knows, like, oh, shoot. Oh shoot, I'm close. Oh, it's coming. Oh shoot. Oh man, I, I can I can feel I'm in the vicinity somewhere. You know? And that's what and so what happens is the wolf comes running at it. And upon jumping on it, 
he bites into the span, he cuts his throat. It's a lure. So you're thinking, oh, I got away with this. God said, you just got killed. You just got trapped. You just got hoodwinked. Because the flesh is setting its desire against who? The spirit. Now, where is the Holy Spirit in every true convert? Where is the Holy Spirit? Where is he? Where? Where? He's inside of you. In this church dispensation, which I'm getting ready to teach the book of Revelation. Watch this. You need to know about the book of Revelation, really. We are living in the last days, y'all. Watch this. When you get saved, God gives you a gift. Holy Spirit lives in you. That's why when you open the Bible, you can read it and understand it. He leads you, he guides you, he fills you. He does all that. Sunday, I'm going to show you a good picture of that, okay? But he says the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, but you're saved, but the problem is you're still in this body. You're trapped in this body, okay? And in this body, you are, uh, you are in essence, caught in the middle. So you have your flesh and you have the spirit living inside. The spirit is living inside of you, but the flesh sometimes wake up before you. Two o'clock in the morning, you walk down the hallway to the refrigerator. That's your flesh. You got to get a cookie. <laughs> That's your flesh. You're like, what's wrong with me? I'm just, I just, I'm sleepwalking. No, it's your flesh. You got to beat your flesh. Watch this. You got to wake up before your flesh. That's why the first thing I do in the morning is I go straight to the prayer closet. And what I do is I feed my spirit. I don't leave the house. I don't give God this three minute prayer and I'm gone. No, I sit in his presence and I fill up the spirit, the spirit man. You know why? Because I know what the spirit man needs. Because I know one thing I can tell you this for sure. If I walk out without praying, it's trouble for everybody around me. Because my flesh wants to do what it wants to do. It does not want to be in submission to the spirit because it hates the spirit. True convert recognizes the fight. Now here's the thing. Here's how you know that you're saved really. That, that, that you can sense the, the spirit telling you no. Anybody ever hear that? It's like, it's, it's not an audible thing. It's like, No. Come on, it feels bad. You follow what I'm saying? Then you're like, man, nah, uh-uh, nah. And then you're vacillating back and forth. And you're driving by the place. You're like, man, should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? You understand what I'm saying? You're struggling. That's your fight. Look what he says. He says, but, but you got to understand something. The flat, look what he said. It sets its desire. See that? That's the key word there. That word, that word, that word for lust, that word for coveting, that's what that word means. That word desire has the idea of coveting something. Amen. Of, of, of longing for something so bad. Right? Look what he said. He says for, for, he says, and the, against the spirit. And, but look, the spirit ain't no, 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 no joke now. The spirit against the flesh. So what I thank God for as a true convert is that you're not alone in this fight. 
Now, now what it is about for us is yielding to the, to the leading and the filling of the Spirit so that we can over, we can beat the flesh. What I do is I keep score. Flesh one. Spirit zero. Fail that test. Going down the road a little longer. Ooh, spirit one. We one and one now. You know, if you live your life unchecked, listen, you know, when we leave church, we're so natural. We go back into the natural way of thinking. But a true convert recognizes, man, I got something powerful inside of me. Do you know what you have inside of you? Do you not know that you have the same spirit that was in Jesus? Do you, do you not know that? Do you not know that that same spirit is the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead? Do you not know that the spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in you and in the next dispensation when Christ raptures the church and during that seven year of tribulation that will be on this earth that there will be no Holy Spirit? But you and I are blessed to have the Holy Spirit. And what I believe is that we have to stop giving excuses for why we can't do better. You have every possible potential and and divine power inside of you to do better. Don't you know that? Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, and for these are in opposition to one another. They'll never get along. Don't even try to have no peace treaty with the Holy Spirit in the flesh. Don't try to negotiate with your flesh. You know, we're like, okay, let's sit down and have a talk. <laughs> You'll never win because the flesh is almost like the enemy. But here's what I want to share with you. Here's some insight. Were you ready? That's what the enemy works with against all of us, our flesh. He uses the flesh because he's not omnipotent. He's not omniscient. Amen. He's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's not everywhere at the same time. So what Satan has to work through is the flesh and our desires. And he already knows that there's a fight going on. It's a fight for you to just be quiet on certain things. Watch this. You know, you know, watch it. You have a rationale like this? Watch this. I know if I say something, we're going to get in a fight. I know that. Spirits say, well, leave it alone. No, but if I leave it alone, then it's going to go unchecked. The flesh said, come on, man. You, shoot, you, you a punk or what? You going to keep getting pushed over? You going to keep getting, you know, what, run, ran over like that? Come on, say something. Come on. You can do it. Spirits say, just wait for the right time. Do it in love. You know what I mean? Uh, be at peace. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it at the right time. No, flesh like, come on, man. That don't even sound right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and this is the rationale that's going through your mind, right? And you, you, you're thinking that you're crazy, right? You're like, hold on, man. No, you're saved. So you're dealing with something here. Watch the last part of this verse. The last part of this verse is really where it is. It says, for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that what? You please. The question is, which you? Which you is he talking about? 
Verse 18, he says, but if you are, now watch this. You got to catch it. Verse 16, he says, walk by the Spirit. Okay, let me explain what that word walk means. Here, the word is peripito. Okay, the word for walk here and the word, the Hebrew word for walk, two different words. Watch this. The word for walk here means how you conduct yourself. How you live. How you lead your life. That's why he said walk by the Spirit. But then look, it's interesting that he says, but if you are what? When was the last time? When is the last time you were recognizing that you're being led by the Spirit? You know what that word led means in the Greek? To be arrested. To be in custody of. No bail. It means to have a session with him. To be led, to be led, it means to be taken from here to there. In other words, it's not like you're in this mystical, you're possessed by something. No, he possessed with something. No, no, no. It's you being in custody of the Spirit. Now let me show you something. Let me see if I can get this. He says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are what? You're no, under, you're no longer under the law. Because what the law wants, what the law demands is payment. Now, I got to get this because I got like three minutes. Okay, let me see if I can do this in three minutes. I don't want to rush it, but I got to get to it. Look at verse 19. Now. Here's how you can tell the difference between you being led by the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, in custody by the Spirit, arrested by the Spirit. Okay, ready? Now, the deeds of the flesh are what? It's crazy that the flesh fruits or deeds can be seen clearly. See, this is why we don't know who's saved, right? We don't know because sometimes Christians act. You know why we act like that? Because of the context. We're not listening to the right teaching. Somebody sprinkle a little leaven in your life. Amen. I don't want to follow that white Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. That church ain't about nothing. All they pass the one is your money. Just a little bit of leaven, just a little bit of leaven. Why, why are you listening to the pastor don't listen to me? Well, if you were saying what the pastor was saying, that maybe she'd be listening to you. Little leaven, just a little bit of leaven. See, just a little bit of sprinkling, right? But watch this. But watch the deeds of the flesh. There's, it's, it says they're evident. Immorality, impurity, sensuality. So the first three has to do with sex, sexual perversion. All right, you name it. 
whatever you want to call it, however you want to imagine it, that's what it deals with. The next thing is what? Idolatry. Celebrity worship. Come on, somebody. Self-worship. You're in the mirror so long, you should crack. <laughs> Idolatry. Sorcery. Does anybody know what sorcery is? All right, so the word for sorcery is witchcraft. Let me break it down to you. The Greek word for the word sorcery is pharmakia. It's where you get your English word pharmacy. Watch this. Every time you get high, you're under a spell. Witchcraft. That's what it equals to. And so that's why people, they don't know what they're doing because they're doing the work of the enemy. Pharmakia. Sorcery. Enmity. Strife. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Disputes. Dissensions. Factions. Look at it says envying. Drunkenness. Carousing. And things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you. Watch this now. I'm going to help somebody with something. That those who what? Right, underline that word in your Bible. That word practice. See, we're not saying as believers we will never do any of these things. But it's when you start practicing it. When you start getting better at it. Mad all the time. Envying all the time. Come on somebody. Outbursts of anger all the time. You are practicing the flesh. Is now winning. See? But it's interesting to me that a true convert can display these deeds, but also bear the fruit of the Spirit. Notice the difference. What's the difference between deeds of the flesh? And fruit of the Spirit. One has to do with you doing what you want to do in this sinful body. The other one has to do with development in your Christian life. And over time, you start becoming a fruitful Christian. See, what people do with these fruits, they take and say, okay, I'm going to just be this. No, boo, you got to bear the fruit. That's the imitation fruit you're talking about. You can't just pick it up and say, oh, I'm an apple today. It takes time. It takes development. You have to get your flesh accustomed, watch this, to yielding to the spirit. True convert bears fruit. But watch this. He says, the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. I'm going to stop right there. These fruits have everything to do with how you respond to people. 
to circumstances, to situations. Listen, you want joy. Everybody, who in this room don't want no joy? Can I ask the question, why don't you have it? Well, let me ask this other question. How long have you been a Christian? Listen, your joy does not come from anything external. Your joy comes from the Spirit. Now, here's the thing. You have to cultivate. You have to fertilize. You have to take care of the Holy Spirit. You can't just think that just because I have him that he's just going to automatically bear the fruit of peace in you. You have to spend time having joy. Joy that's not predicated on anything you've done externally, but joy that the Lord gives you through the Spirit. Watch this. Now, now, now the last one is what? Has to do with you. Self-check. Think about it. Kindness. Who's that for? Other people. Goodness, who's that for other people? Faithfulness, who's that for other people? Peace, who's that for other people? And you, joy, look at it. Love, come on, who's it for? Other people. But what's the last fruit? The last fruit, self-control. The reason I can stop myself from going off, it's not because I stop myself, it's because I have the fruit. And I have become accustomed to knowing what that fruit looks like. Pay attention to when you lose joy. When you lose your joy, when you lose your peace, pay attention. Something happened. And if it was, if it was motivated, if you got the joy based on it was motivated by stuff, then you always lose your joy. But if you're in the midst of a storm, if you're in the midst of going through, if you're at the bottom of the bottom, and guess what? And you can say tonight, Pastor, I still, I may be tired, but I still got joy. I may be troubled, but I still got peace. Listen, this stuff don't leave you. It's in you. All. Here's, the, here's, the, here's good news. The fruit is already in you. But what you display from the evidence of your life proves whether you're in the flesh or whether you're being led by the Spirit. It says, now those who belong, those who belong, truth convert, to Christ Jesus, has what? Have crucified. You got to put the flesh on the cross, y'all. With what? With his passions and desires. Can I say this to you and I'm done? Think about this for a minute. Have you crucified all of your desires and passions? If we live by the Spirit, let us also what? Walk by the Spirit. True convert bears the fruit of the Spirit. Doesn't happen right away. But know this, you possess all of this. The question is, who are you going to allow to win?
tomorrow, today, right now. Amen? I'm done, yeah.